0: It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash prime for details.
1: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
2: Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, here we go. It is a Thursday. March Madness heats up later this afternoon, later tonight. It's the Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Jason McIntyre here as usual. So we've got a couple interesting things last night. Warriors now are starting to percolate. Road W's heading back home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You're not going to talk about referees today, are you? <laughs> Can't blame the Zebras. Oh, yeah. They're infallible. So the Warriors... Still alive. Beat the Mavericks. There was a play at the end of the third quarter. Ref should have communicated better. It gave the Mavericks a free basket. It wasn't ideal. It gave the Warriors, excuse me, a free basket. You know, it's not ideal. Blah, blah, blah. It's a basket at the end of the third quarter. It didn't decide the game. Uh, It should be noted, the Mavericks have the same record as the Lakers. The Lakers that had the Westbrook disaster, a rookie coach, LeBron's never available, AD's hit and miss, bunch of role players, Austin Reeves is now their star, right? Mavericks have the same record as the Lakers. With, many believe, the best young player in the world, Luca. They've always been a mystery, and that's our lead segment today, mystery. I love their owner, Mark Cuban, passionate, smart, cutting edge. Twice they've found a unique unicorn international scoring star, middle of the country, perfect geography for domestic travel, no state tax, beautiful arena, lots of capitalization. they got a lot of money, and it, they can never land free agents. I feel like I'm watching Dirk Nowitzki 2.0. These Mavericks, same record as the messy, turbulent Lakers. They land an international star, and they can't figure out who to put around him. And in both instances, they kind of low-balled Steve Nash. He went to Phoenix, became a star. They kind of low-balled Jalen Brunson. He went to the Knicks. He's become a star. Should we blame the Mavericks? How about this? I was thinking about this this morning. Finding the right Robin for your superstar may be just really, really hard. Celtics found it with McHale to Bird. Warriors found it, Clay to Steph. Bulls found it, Pippen to MJ. Spurs found it, Tony Parker to Tim Duncan. In all four cases, it's not just that they're not quite as good as the star, but they have the right temperament. Tony Parker, low key like Duncan. Clay, let Steph run the show, chill. Scotty Pippen, be honest, didn't want to be the star. The minute Jordan left, they handed him the reins of the franchise. He wasn't comfortable with it. Michael Birds, same thing. He loved Larry being the guy dealing with the media in Boston. It's really, really hard to find Robin. Philadelphia, two times with Embiid. They can't find it. They tried the really intense Jimmy Butler. Didn't work. Somebody with no intensity, Ben Simmons, didn't work. They tried it with aging James Harden. It's fine, but they've never gotten to an Eastern Conference final. Just an Eastern Conference final. Allen Iverson, they could never find the perfect Robin. LeBron James, think about how he elevates players. Seven years, first time in Cleveland. They could never find him a Robin. He left. Then he found Robin in D-Wade. But even when you get the right Robin... The Jazz did Stockton to Malone. They never won a title. Michael Jordan was in the way. So I can look at it and think, you let Jalen Brunson go. What are you thinking? You let Steve Nash go. What are you thinking? It's really hard to find the right guy. And with a star, I mean, you could say to yourself, Milwaukee found it with Chris Middleton. Yes, in one playoff run, Middleton's been great. Now he's hurt, and most of us believe that Drew Holiday's the robin. So that Robin worked briefly. Now we've got a new Robin. So I think I look at Dallas and I look at the turbulent, messy Lakers season. It's the same, same record in the same conference. How is that possible? I think Luke is going to be a guy that's going to be hard to match somebody up with. He has the ball. He's unstoppable. He should score 33 a game. He needs it in his hands. He's in good shape, but he doesn't do much on the defensive end. It's not going to be easy. I appreciate the big swing on Kyrie Irving, but between Luka and Kyrie, playoff basketball, let's be honest, you got to play defense. They don't play great defense. So Mark Cuban, who I love, can complain about the officiating, but once again, the Mavericks find themselves in a shootout, and they lose. And today, the same record as the Lakers. Speaking of mystery, so I was thinking about this this morning, You know, we all know in football that the quarterback is like 75% of the equation and the coach is 25%. All the other parts aren't worth a point a game. Even a great receiver is maybe worth half a point. You got the right quarterback, Mahomes, and the right coach, Andy Reid. Everything else, you can rebuild the O-line. This year, the Chiefs played a ton of rookies. They had to rebuild the defense. It doesn't matter. Same with Josh Allen. They can't figure out the offensive line. They don't have a dependable running game. They got to move off free agents. Yeah, they'll still be really, really good. Cincinnati, Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor. Offensive, offensive line's been a wreck. Defense was good. Wide receiver, young, stars, not perfect. Move off this running back. They got Joe Burrow and an offensive coach who embraces him and elevates him. Everything else doesn't really matter. And then there's Lamar Jackson. And, you know, there's a bit of him that's getting very interesting to me. Is that, is Lamar Jackson becoming Kawhi Leonard? Think about it. Unquestionably, top 10 franchise talents. Neither trusts anybody. Kawhi uses Uncle Dennis as his agent. Lamar used his mom and now an unlicensed agent. They've got a trust issue. Both have had injuries, and around both injuries, there's nothing but mystery. Both in college were overlooked and have a chip on their shoulder. Both land in ideal situations. Kawhi Leonard, who's not real verbal, goes to San Antonio, very quiet, about the culture, not the stars. Perfect situation. Lamar goes to the Ravens. Exceptionally well run. Defense, run game. Patient, letting him grow with Flacco for a year. But yet, by like year four or five with Kawhi Leonard, it got odd and he got hurt and there was mystery. And we never really got a straight answer. And now in year three or four for Lamar Jackson, he's hurt. And there's mystery and it's odd, and we never really got a straight answer. Could he have played? I thought he was ready to play in late December. Then he never played. They're kind of becoming the same guy. Kawhi is an enigma. So is Lamar Jackson. None of us, none of us would question their franchise worthy but they have very unique personalities. And I'm not sure either personality translates to long-term success or leadership. Lamar came into the NFL as it was pivoting to a passing league. And we had questions. Could he pass? Kawhi came into the league as it was pivoting to a three-point league. And what's always been the enduring question early for him, is he ever going to shoot three-pointers consistently? Very, very interesting. The difference is, is that, for a franchise quarterback, it is a highly verbal position. You got to talk. You got to lead. Mystery doesn't work. Think how great Aaron Rodgers' career has been. And yet, in the last two years, what's happened? There's a lot of mystery. What is going on? And it's even eroded trust by the Packers with their star quarterback, who's given them nothing but division titles. Mystery It could be great for movie stars. The great Jack Nicholson said, I'm not going to go on Leto or Letterman or Carson. Why would I give away my product for free? I want mystery. There's a lot of areas I think mystery is really good. Michael Jordan mostly hid for his NBA career. He wasn't out at clubs. No, Michael, He'd he'd go chop it up with some friends, be in his hotel room. That's why his documentary and the air movie is so fascinating. There's so many layers to Michael Jordan we didn't know about. He wasn't on Instagram. They didn't have it. He wasn't on Twitter. And frankly, even as an owner, he was private. Retirement, he's private. He golfs. He hangs out with his fam. He's private. So mystery works. But does it work for a franchise quarterback? I don't know. But I wake up this morning, I'm hearing about the Colts wanting to make a run at Lamar Jackson, and I think, is it true? Who would know? Nobody ever talks. I'm not anti-mystery. It sells. It's fascinating. It makes me want you more. But I'm not sure if it works for a franchise quarterback. I know the Clippers have been nothing but frustrated with Kawhi Leonard who sometimes shows up at 3.45 to 4 o'clock at the arena and advises Ty Lu, yeah, I'm not going to play tonight. Wasn't it Lamar Jackson in December? We were told he was ready to play. Now I'm not going to play for the next couple of weeks. I really like him. I really like Kawhi. But it's getting odd and strange. I'm just not sure that's what I want running my franchise. Kawhi doesn't trust anybody. Lamar apparently doesn't even trust the Ravens. They're one of the top four or five run organizations in the NFL. But the story this morning Colts, are they going to make a run at Lamar Jackson? I think you have to ask yourself more than just football questions with Lamar these days. And I don't think that's a good thing. All right, the tournament's back up tonight. Tom Izzo on this week. Keep your eye. I'm going with Michigan State. Mr. Uh, J-Mac over here, I think, likes Kansas State at the Garden. That's going to be a fantastic game. Gonzaga and uh, UCLA tonight. Going to yeah. be one for the ages, I hope. Remember the last time they met? Jalen Suggs, half-court bomb. Final four? Yeah. this. It, it, I, my guess is UCLA-Gonzaga has a chance to be the best game in the tournament. It was that year. It was as good as any game in the tournament.
3: So they just announced that the big hit on UCLA is questionable tonight. He had left with some kind of injury in their last game if he's not there to guard Drew Timmy in the, on the block, it's going to be tough for uh, UCLA to pull that Well, right
2: up. now, they're the two best programs on the West Coast. Arizona's really good, but they're kind of transitioning with their roster, and they've, they've kind of underachieved in the playoffs. Right, right now, I would say Gonzaga, UCLA feel like got the right coach, mostly got the right players, got the right mm-hmm. culture. One's more of an offensive program, Gonzaga. UCLA can do a little bit of both, sometimes maybe a little
3: uh, overlooked on the defensive end. Um, it'll be classic. Should be a great game. And uh, the Michigan State game, yeah, we're head-to-head. The line has gone my way in the last 24 hours. Started out your way earlier this week. A lot of uh, tug-of-war over this Michigan State-Kansas State game should be a great one. Two great point guards.
2: Okay, the Jets are making moves. My thoughts on that coming up. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern,
0: 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app.
2: Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D.
0: 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance DKNG.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources
1: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: You're now entering the no bull zone sponsored by Credible Great Rates and none of the bull. So the Jets have traded Elijah Moore, a slot receiver, kind of immature. Nobody knows quite how he fits. They trade him to Cleveland. And uh, they get a number two pick, a second-round pick, and they give up a third pick in Elijah Moore. So they're going to use that pick eventually to land Aaron Rodgers. The Packers want at least a second-round pick, so now the Jets have two. Uh, The Jets' receiving core today – Uh, is better than last year already. Alan Lazard is a dependable, probably a number two or a number three big receiver. Not a lot of drama with Alan Lazard. Aaron Rodgers likes him. And now McCall Hardman came over as well from Kansas City. So they're bigger at wide receiver and they're faster at wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers Airlines always has some turbulence, but the Jets are having to make a bunch of moves. But there's no denying this morning with McCall Hardman and Alan Lazard and eventually Aaron Rodgers, the Jets are better. And as, as you look at the Jets, you think, oh, my gosh, they're making a bunch of noise, and noise isn't good. Jets quarterbacks, the good ones and the talented ones, have almost always been noisy. Joe Namath, the rock star, partying late into the night was noisy. Uh, Mark Sanchez, the GQ cover, you know, the good-looking kid was noisy. Favre was noisy for a year. Zach Wilson, rumors about his mom's friend was noisy. Sam Darnold partied so hard he got mono. Aaron Rodgers is a perfect fit. The New York Giants are the opposite. Jeff Hostetler, Phil Simms, Eli Manning, Daniel Jones. They're quiet. They're kind of funny once they retire, but they're very corporate. The Giants are blue blood. The Jets have always been the little brother. They're the little dog in the neighborhood that makes all the noise to prove how tough he is, and the big dog rolls its eyes because it doesn't have to prove how good it is, how big it is, how tough it is. That's the difference between the Giants and the Jets. One, the Giants are an accounting firm. One's a nightclub. The Jets bark and bark and make noise, and that's what they do, and that's what they always do, and you can bank on it. Aaron's going to make the Jets newsworthy and fun and flashy, and they'll get more headlines than the Giants, and they won't win the Super Bowl because the Jets don't. And the Giants will be quiet and efficient with a brilliant offensive coach and a smart GM that will help load up the roster and fix the offensive line. In the weaker NFC, they will make the playoffs and then watch out. (laughs) I mean, watch out. But this is what they are. The little brother always has to make noise, a big splash, to bark loud, to show what they are, and nothing is more fitting than this morning the Jets are reportedly interested in OBJ. That is so New York, it hurts. So New York Jets, it hurts. The minute he got loud, the Giants moved on. He's still loud, and the Jets lean in. Um, They're a make-news franchise, and that's the reality. When you get two pro teams in a city and so much money at stake, um, they take big swings. They want to make headlines. They want to be in the back page of the tabloid. So OBJ and Aaron Rodgers, I mean, it is just such classic Jets. I mean, Rex Ryan was the coach of the Jets, and he couldn't stop talking, couldn't stop making promises, couldn't stop being outspoken. They wanted to be on hard knocks. The Giants, that's just not the way it works. (laughs) That is not. It's a blue blood franchise, understated, almost embarrassed. I can tell you what the Jets are going to do. But I can also tell you how the Giants privately are reacting to the OBJ news and the Aaron Rodgers drama. They're laughing in that building. They're gone. Look at those guys. As much as things change, they stay the same with New York football teams. J-Mac with the news. No,
3: No. 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 Turn on the news.
0: This is the herd line
1: news. Sorry, J Mac, I'm right you know, on that I, one. I
3: love the opening segment. Um, I gotta just—I I didn't appreciate going after the Jets there. Did not love that mm. shot at uh, OBJ. <laughs> you just uh, taking jabs, low blows at the uh, blue-collar Jets. Uh, very nice. Good it, way to start that, Thursday.
2: Kind of right though, right? Like that—that that
3: move is so Jets it hurts. No comment. Uh, let's start with C.J. Stroud, Colin. Okay. He threw it Ohio State's Pro Day. Much was made about the Panthers contingent bro-hugging C.J. Stroud, the owner, you know, uh, dapping him up. It it, Look, a big show by Carolina out there in full force. Frank Reich, Uh, obviously the owner, David Tepper. After the workout, Stroud said it meant a lot to see so many people from Carolina come and see him. Now, you and I, not quite conspiracy theorists, but this is all lining up way, way, way too much. Is this a smokescreen? Is this misdirection? Who telegraphs their move this much a month before the draft? I don't buy any of it. C.J. Stroud, by the way, went up to minus 400 this morning in one gambling market to go first overall. Count me as suspicious of all of it. Yeah, um, usually the smart
2: teams in this league and the smart people, um, they don't telegraph their moves. Um, I mean, we didn't know Stafford was going to go to McVay until it happened. We didn't know Brady's going to Tampa until it happened. Um, yeah, Patriots in their 20-year dynasty. We didn't hear about the Randy Moss thing. Then it happened. Remember Baker Mayfield
3: and the, uh, where did you go, Browns? That was like a last note. Nobody had any clue what was going on. And then it was like, whoa, Wake, what? Even last year, Aiden Hutchinson, this time last year ticketed to be number one, he's definitely going number one, and and, then the kid uh, Walker goes number one to Jacksonville last year, and uh, Colin, I keep looking around I just, I'm suspicious of the Stroud stuff, now I will add Seattle Seahawks came in uh, and posted something on social media, CJ Stroud in a room full of Seattle Seahawks people Pete Carroll and company Uh, a lot of love for Stroud out there I wonder what's going on
2: I still contend, you know how what I feel about this, that Bryce Young is the most polished and the most ready-to-play tomorrow. I just don't know how long he would last, but he's been a rock star since he was 15 years old in L.A. high school football, 15-16. So I think if you want a polished, refined, heady, seize-the-field-accurate quarterback tomorrow, in this draft, it's Bryce Young. I, I, so... We, we can talk about who's big, who's strong, who? If Bryce Young was bigger, he'd be a slam dunk
3: number one. That's the only question with it. or do you think they're using Stroud as leverage? Hey, we now have the number one pick. CJ. Stroud is taller, bigger than Bryce Young. He's more refined and ready than Anthony Richardson. He's got to be number one. If you want CJ Stroud, you're gonna have to come up and trade with us for him. Something feels weird here, Colin. i I don't think it's going to be Stroud. I am not Carolina. a
2: conspiracy theorist. I do see how somebody could have your opinion. I, I don't think this is a conspiracy theory, but your cynicism, I think, is well served because I do think teams do this all the time. Mel Kuyper told me years ago. He goes, I know I'm getting lied to in the last week to two weeks after the draft. I know I have to be very careful. I know I'm, I'm being used a bit as a mark, So he goes, a lot of the stuff I hear, I just don't report because I feel like, you know, I've got to watch being manipulated. Uh, He told me that 15 years ago. He said, so in the last couple of weeks to the draft, you have to be careful about what you're told because it may be somebody that wants the news out for a reason. Let's face it. If you go to your life, take a look at your whole life. um, When things are really important – I know in my life they don't get out. Keep it close to the vest. I th- when I have something that really matters to me, nobody finds out about it. It's not in the newspapers. The critics don't know. If I have something big, it doesn't make news. Same in your. It could be personal. It could be professional.
3: Nobody knows. Hey, you don't go around telling everybody what your next move is. Yeah, you, right. you just don't do that. So uh, we'll see. Well, I got a month left of that fun. Um, let's go to your Denver Broncos. So bullish on. Uh, Sean Payton, who sat here for most of the season and and talked to us, regaled us with stories. So the Broncos now have Payton, Russell Wilson, and a new right tackle in Mike McGlinchey. Uh, Here's what he had to say about the opportunities ahead in Denver. I'm very familiar with Russ playing against him twice a year for four years. He's broken my heart numerous times. I know his game. I know what he's capable of. He's a Hall of Famer, and he's capable of doing great things and winning a lot of games in this league like he did for a decade in Seattle. And I think a coach like Peyton and the situation were going to elevate his game even more.
2: I think you and I do agree that they will be the team that will double their wins. There's, there's always a double-a-win team. Yeah. I, I will say this. How many did Houston win last year? Few. They did not win many. It, it, I think if Houston gets Bryce Young with their moves and D'Amico Ryan's, it doesn't feel like a circus like it did before D'Amico got there. I think in that division, Houston... What Did Houston win Greg four ga- Okay, so Houston won three games, and one tie. So Houston's going to double their wins. That's if they get Bryce Young. Houston will double their wins. I feel strong about that. And I, Denver won how many games? Five. Five.
3: I feel pretty strongly they're in the nine or ten yeah. win so category. Did the Chicago Bears? They must have won two games. They had the first pick and then traded out of it. So
2: they the Chicago, won three games. The
3: Bears won three games on okay. the so, right. so
2: they will double their win total. 100%. Now, by saying that, Bears, Texans, Broncos. I feel very strongly if Bryce Young goes to the Texans, they'll double their wins. I'm not saying they're going to – they could be just 6 and 11. But if Denver, Houston, and the Bears double their wins, I think those are very reasonable bets. That means somebody else is going to have to come down, right? That means th- – that. so who's – who is pulling back? Minnesota is not going to go 11-0 and in those close games. That's one. We both agree with that. Raiders
3: go from Carr to Garoppolo.
2: No, it I think it'll be, just be kind of the same. We'll will see. Baltimore, without Lamar Jackson, in well, that
3: division, we'll crater a bit for a year? We'll Brown's just got a difference maker in Elijah Moore. We know he's he's capable. Him and Amari Cooper on the outside. We'll see. Um, because, you know,
2: everybody likes to be optimistic. Everybody in New York thinks the Jets are going to double their wins.
3: Everybody in Chicago no, no, Bears. No, no, they're no. They're not winning 14 games. They're not going from 7 to eight. But I 10. will
2: say, every time you have somebody doubling their wins, somebody's got to pull
3: back in the league. Well, two years ago, the top seeds were Tampa. Tennessee. Hold on, Tennessee. Yeah. And Green Bay. Both yeah. missed the playoffs the following year. I'm not saying Buffalo will. I think there will be some regression yeah. on the Buffalo defense. Okay, we know Tampa's going to regress, and
2: Minnesota's probably coming back down to earth. Those two I feel strong. Somebody in the AFC is coming back down to earth. Will it be Baltimore if they don't sign Lamar? I think it's very realistic to think they'd be strong and uh, defense, and they would lose a lot of close ones. Sco- New York Giants from playoff team to. I don't know, dude. The NFC's wonky. It's not very good. I can't see Brian Dable cratering. They're going to fill up their offensive line. I don't think it'll be Dable's fault.
3: It'll be that overpaid quarterback they got. Uh, Just for the record, I know you like some pro football-focused numbers. McGlinchey, who some feel was a bit of an overpay, graded out as the 35th best right tackle in the league out of 81. What grading system was that? Uh, Pro football-focused. I don't know. 35th out of 81. Final story, oh, this is spicy. Sunset coach Monty Williams was ticked off last night after seeing the Lakers shot 46 free throws and Phoenix only shot 20. Now, Phoenix did not have KD, obviously, or DeAndre Ayton, but L.A. outscored Phoenix by 21 at the line, helped them get the win. After the game, here's Monty Williams sounding off about the lack of respect for his sons.
1: When do you see a game with 46 free throws for one team? Like that's, that's just not, that's not right. I don't care how you slice it, it's happening to us too much. Other teams are reaching, other teams are hitting, and we're not getting the same call. And I'm tired of it, it's just, it's old. I'm, I'm tired of talking about free throws. Our guys have to do their job, we, we understand that. But that, that's a huge disparity, 46 free throws. And I'll say it again, 46 to 20 that's it that's all i gotta say
2: okay so let me defend the officials phoenix shot 31 31 three pointers lakers shot 17 so the lakers created more contact yeah. didn't launch three secondly kevin durant and ayton didn't
3: play yeah two bigs that would initiate contact well, he- here i just looked this up deandre ayton averages fewer free throw attempts per game than d'angelo russell like, he's not a back-to-the-basket, I'm going in and going to get to line. Yeah. these line. What Monty Williams has is a soft, finesse, jump-shooting team. Okay? Well, especially when Durant, I mean, Durant, again, initiates contact and gets fouled. He did not play. Devin Booker does get to the line, leading them six free-throw attempts per game. But you look the rest of the roster. Like, none of these guys are getting to the line. I they hear, don't attack I, the rim. I hear
2: this a lot when current teams lose. We're not at the free-throw line. When you're shooting 35 threes a game, you're not initiating any contact. And so last night, Austin Reeves is driving to the basket. Austin Ree- yeah. And when you watch the video here, he's
3: drawing fouls. He's initiating contact. Who do you think is a more popular Laker right now, Austin Reeves or what Alex Caruso was? Remember, he had the nickname Caruso because he would do so many dunks and defensively. But Austin Reeves is catching. He was was he the third best player on the court last night? Well.
2: It's been a very brief stretch of about nine or ten games. He's been excellent. Yeah, um, and he's exactly what they need. But uh, Caruso was pretty darn popular. He was special, and LeBron loved him. I mean, they really. I that was a mystery. That was a mystery to everybody.
3: Caruso was not that expensive, and he played great with LeBron. LeBron he, really liked him. But offensively, pretty much limited. He was like a slashing, cutting, and getting layups yeah. and dunks. But. Austin Reeves offensively can do damage. I'm not kidding. Like he well, he's can attack a great people passer. off the bounce. Great Re- passer. a yeah, high IQ kid. I like this kid a lot. I- Darvin Ham's got to get him more minutes. Uh, you know, we talked about it. Troy Brown's playing a hell of a lot of minutes. I know he had an okay game last night. More minutes for Austin Reeves, please. All right. Uh, J Mac with the
0: news. Well, that's the news.
1: And thanks for stopping by. The herd
2: like it's even news. like Dallas last night. They get upset with that. With that referee situation, and it wasn't ideal. They didn't communicate well. You can go look at the video. The ref does point that it's Warriors ball, but then another ref, apparently there was some miscommunication. It wasn't ideal, but it's a bucket at the end of the third quarter. Uh, The issue with the Mavericks is they just can't make enough stops. That's why they only win by shootout. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's – crazy by the the officials don't communicate well enough and they're, they're, therefore the warriors get an easy basket so you know I, I don't think you reprimand the officials I don't think you get the game back but I I do think you know some official could be uh, you know talked to sternly by the head of officiating it was not ideal obviously. Um, but again, this is what Dallas is. When fans start blaming officials, and then I look up and you shoot 35 three-pointers, it's like, well, what do you expect? You're not getting to the free-throw line that way. And Kevin Durant's not playing, and he draws a lot of fouls.
3: You want to see something crazy? If you look at the start of this video, Colin, number four referee, you can see him at the bottom of the screen, is staring right at Luka Doncic as Looney just straight up yanks his jersey all the way back. He just yanks it back. Number four referee staring right at it. Luca, look at this. Just yanked his jersey. The ref's staring right at the play, and Luca does not get the call. He turns to the ref and is like, "Dude, he grabbed my jersey." Ref just doesn't. Luca complains so much that the, they tune him out. Getting some of the calls. Yeah, they they, they got to dial it back.
2: Yeah, no, they they he is he is Magic Johnson. It should be noted, complained about calls too. So did Michael Jordan. But the he had with a smile
3: on his face. Luca's kind of got like a like a. How are you, you know, like a little disdain for these guys? Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, it's, uh, what did we say the other day? You attract more bees with honey than vinegar. Mm-hmm. Like the great college coaches. If you, if you, uh, this is a, Herm Edwards used to tell me this all the time. Herm Edwards knew who the officiating crew was by like Thursday or Friday. And he would make sure when he saw the official, how's Helen doing? How are the kids? <laughs> Didn't your kid just go up to, oh, you know, I got a coaching friend up there. They're human beings. Yell and bark at him
3: all the time, Bobby Knight. You're not going to get that call. I, I'm coaching in a fourth-grade girls basketball. Uh, I'm, I'm coaching my daughter. Fourth-grade basketball title game this Do you, do you this week. work the officials? Well, I know some of them because they see me on the show. uh, And uh, they come up, hey, Jay, what do you think about LeBron? You know, I always chat him up. Oh, very good. Make sure we get the good officials this week. Got to have the calls early. (laughs) Fourth grade girls basketball, it's fantastic. (laughs) Audience loves that.
0: (laughs) Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine.
2: All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us
3: as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing.
0: Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein. On the iHeartRadio app,
2: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. It's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy. 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks, Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours.
0: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit CCP. PG.org. please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort in kansas 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.co vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources
3: Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com/slashwithAmex.
1: Kevin
2: Owens and Sammy Zayn are back together. What does this mean for the Usos? Plus, Cody Rhodes competes in the SmackDown ring for the first time in six years. An all-new Friday night SmackDown live at eight Eastern, seven Central tomorrow night on Fox. I'm going to be talking to Charlotte Flair next week. Charlotte Flair is awesome. She wins the internet like two days a week minimum.
3: Um, are you going to that? By the way. Going to what?
2: You know, the big W. No,
3: I, I don't think so. I mean, unless you could talk to somebody, get me hooked up with some access. I got some access. Maybe the kids might enjoy it. Oh no, no! You've ever gone to one of those things? I, you know, I was the biggest wrestling fan when I was like nine years old. Yeah, um, I haven't monitored it as much lately. Well, of course, but let me just tell you something: these the
2: big events—they're crazy. Are you going to be there? The production level—I've been invited. I'm strongly oh. considering it. It's fun. Is it a mutual friend of ours I need to text him and be like, yo, hook me up? No, it's I, it's, it's one of my very few important friends. He got tickets. so uh, Okay. I was going to say this about – so the Lakers won last night, in Austin Reeves um, was really good. The NFL gives us Austin Reeves all the time. Half the league is undrafted, and – I mean, that means after seven rounds of drafting, half the league is still undrafted guys. They're coachable. They may have some physical limitations, but they work hard, head down, and they become productive pros. The NBA only has two rounds, and it's very rare, very rare when you can find a highly productive second round player. The great ones, they run out of production after about the 17th pick in the first round. So to get an undrafted player to come into a big franchise and do what this kid is doing is rare. Last 9, 10 games, he's averaging 20. Um, He can score. He's a tremendous passer. He draws fouls. He may be the rare diamond in the rough. So with AD and LeBron either aging or getting hurt a lot, uh, they need role players to be essential. But D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley are such hot and cold scorers and shooters Austin Reeves, every night that he gets the minute, shows up, draws fouls, great passer, and hits the basket. Um, The irony is they thought it was going to be an expensive, toxic, former NBA superstar Russell Westbrook that would provide that because they knew AD was brittle and LeBron was getting older, so they brought Westbrook in to just give them 32 minutes a night and 24 points. And the irony is they got it in the last 10-game, 9-game stretch from an undrafted player who, like a lot of NFL stories, undrafted, works hard, gym rat, can be productive, coachable, gets a little better every time he's on the floor. He's a great, great story. Now, my takeaway on guys like this, you know, it's the Jeremy Lynn story, is that once the playoffs arrive, role players, especially undrafted, second round... They shrink, right? The the NBA playoffs, all the veterans are playing. There's no load management. uh, The rotations shrink. And so Austin Reeves will not be nearly as consistently viable as he is now. But the word is role, role player. And his role right now with LeBron not playing is to create offense and somebody to help out Anthony Davis. And he's doing that. These are pretty heady numbers. Last nine games, 20 a game, six assists, uh you know he's shooting 57% from the floor and a massive plus minus of plus 97. Um and so it's called role player for a reason. Uh this is the time in the NBA season where the Warriors are crossing their fingers that uh, Andrew Wiggins comes back and you know the the Suns are, you know, crossing their fingers on Kevin Durant. The West right now is about who's not playing instead of who is. And he's been in really nice fun. You get that one of the reasons the NFL, I think, is so relatable is that, you know, the players have limited power as employees, like all of us, right? They don't have a zillion revenue streams like NBA guys and shoe deals. NFL players, even the great ones, can be cut at any time. They got to play in bad weather. They got to play sick. They got to play hurt, just like the rest of us. But I also think something that's a very redeemable quality about the NFL is that hard work, coachability really matters. It's not about being a first-round pick. If you can provide production, head down, focused, you can make a lot of money in this league. Austin Reeves is very rare in the NBA. I mean, off the top of my head, second-round great players ever in the NBA. Draymond Green, Jokic, uh, wasn't Manu Ginobili? Was it him? Yeah, he was a second-round player. Not many of them. About there's about six or seven all-time great second-round players in, you know, in the last 25, 30 years. So, for this kid to be undrafted is <laughs> really impressive and he's he's playing his role perfectly. Can pass it, can shoot it. Uh no drama. You know, they thought this is what they thought Westbrook was going to provide because they knew AD gives you about 55, 60 games. LeBron's going to give you 55. So, when they brought in Westbrook, I remember saying when they brought him over, I don't like Westbrook as a player. But he can give you 24, 28 a night, and he'll give you 36 minutes, and nobody in the NBA plays harder. They thought that's what Westbrook would do, but he wasn't willing to screen or defend, and he could be toxic if he had bad nights or didn't get his looks. This kid, you don't get any of the toxicity, but you get the production in minutes. So he's been in uh, Darvin Ham after the win for the Lakers last night over Phoenix on this very impressive stretch.
1: His ability to play downhill, draw fouls, you know, score at all three levels. Find guys. You know, his ability to play make. He's in a great space right now, feeling his his game and just locked into what we're trying to accomplish.
2: They're a much better defensive team as Westbrook has left. So this is a really, really good story for the Lakers. We have criticized them for being uh, too insular as a franchise, too many friends of Genie Bus in the building, and we've criticized them for being star obsessed. But if you go back to many of the great Laker teams, they've had these classic role players uh, that Phil Jackson would elevate, or you know a Jerry West would find, or Pat Riley would elevate or find. Austin Reeves a great get. He just is not, there's not a lot of Austin Reeves in
3: the NBA, and he's been great for a two and a half, three week stretch. One thing I love about his story, Colin, they everybody tries to put you in a box. What are you? You know? What is Austin Reeves coming at? Well, a six, seven white guy. Can he guard small forwards in the in the NBA? Probably not quick enough. Can he guard twos? I don't think so. Can he handle enough to be a one? No. So nobody knew what to do with him. What position is he? Which is an old school way of thinking. And now the Lakers have tinkered and tinkered, and they're like, "Is he a small forward?" And look what he's doing at point guard. How many assists last night? Eleven. The kid can distribute. He's a smart, high IQ player. He's got long arms, so he can finish at the rim. Yeah, Colin, I love this example. Uh, Cam Chancellor um, came out of college, went to Virginia Tech. Yeah, and I've sat with an executive uh, at a TV network, and I and I told him like. People try to put Cam Chancellor in a box. I I remember. What was he? Was he a linebacker? Because he was an awesome high school basketball player. He played quarterback. He played running back in high school. What was he? Well, Virginia Tech, some linebacker, some safety. But he's too big. He, He can't play safety in the NFL, and he's probably not quick enough to be a linebacker. So nobody knew what to do. He falls to the fifth round. Seattle says, we got an idea. I know what the hell to do with this kid. Cam Chancellor becomes a superstar in the NFL, Awesome safety, in the box, playmaker. I was at a Vegas pool one time. I was too. And he was right next to us. He was right next to me. Yeah, and I end up talking to him about it, and he was telling me like his story. He's like, nobody knew what to do with me. They didn't think I could do this. And that's the problem when you have closed-minded thinking. What is he? Don't try to put people in a box. Tinker with where they can go, what they can do. And uh, Austin Reeves is shining with the Lakers right now.
2: Well, that's always been one of Pete Carroll's strengths in Seattle. It's like, especially his defensive eye is, we'll figure out a way to use him. If Jamal Adams was healthy more consistently, he would be great for Seattle because Jamal Adams doesn't have a lot of range. But in New York, it's like he was great on special teams and he was great in the box and he was great on blitzing. And Pete Carroll looked at him and said, I've had so many players at USC – New England Jets, Seahawks, that's what Pete Carroll does. Like, I'll figure out a way to use him. Is he a playmaker? And when I watch Austin Reeves, my takeaway is a very, very good offensive player. Initiates fouls, can put it on the deck. He's quick enough. To your point, he is long. He's a great passer. He's just a, He you know what he is? He's just kind of a basketball player. And by the way, we fall in love in the NBA with athleticism. John Wall and Russell Westbrook. And my takeaway is if you're under 6'4 and can't shoot, there's going to be limitations. Austin Reeves can shoot. He can dribble. He can pass. He's got a lot of skills. We get I think we get too caught up sometimes. We forget that many of the key cogs in the history of basketball, that we consider that the talent sport, have been guys that play a great role. Just guys that are, I mean, how long? Udonis Haslam for the Heat, 20 years in the league. Maturity, toughness, leadership, intelligence. Like Pat Riley's like, Keep him on the roster. For Pat Riley and Spolster to keep him in the building, he is adding so much value. Road trips, on the plane, at practice, on the bench. Stuff fans don't talk about. Like Pat Riley's not keeping a guy for 20 years unless he adds bonus everywhere you're at.
0: Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap
0: music to your ears.